the breaking news ticker explodes on your television. Tweets sent out around the world retweeted to far reaches. Chaos in the streets of Los Angeles. People crying tears of joy. A pensive Pete Carroll loosens his tie. A haggard Bruce Arians wipes his brow. And Chip Kelly nervously refreshes his emails. Elsewhere, Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia avoid eye contact in the halls of New England. Kyle Shanahan brushes up his resume, and Wade Phillips unbuckles his belt. Jim Harbaugh is grinning into his glass of milk as Elaine Kiffin cries on his flight to Boca Raton. Urban Meyer quietly plans another heart attack, and a bell sounds to tell Nick Saban it's time to eat his nightly meal. Somewhere, Levy Smith pulls his fishing boat ashore, and Tom Coughlin pens a letter from beyond the wall. Jimmy Johnson pops in a Viagra, and Bill Cowher slowly turns to camera in his makeup chair and a light in a corner of a dark room illuminates. A man, a manic meerkat of John Gruden, poking his head from his notebook and projector table as his timid wife scurries over to his side and whispers in his ear, Jeff Fisher has been fired. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to week 15 of the Left Coasters podcast. You've heard it here first. Jeff Fisher has been fired. I am here with Tony Cavallo, Matt D'Angelo, Antonio, and Brian, the ballerina Balzarini. Did I say that? Yeah, you said I'm here with Tony Cavallo. I'm here sitting here right with inside Tony Cavallo, and we're here with the Left Coasters podcast. And guys, this is a very special day. When we sat here in week one, we talked about we were given the gift of new new hometowners to Los Angeles. We were given the gift of an NFL football franchise in our hometown. And now we got another early Christmas present. We got the ability to select the new head coach of your Los Angeles franchise because Jeff Fisher, the coach that we wanted out for so long, apparently Santa thought we were really, really good boys this year because we got what we wanted. Jeff Fisher is no more. Good riddance, out the door, sayonara, see you later. We don't need to talk about why he was fired. What we do need to talk about, gentlemen, is how happy are we that he is gone? Well, beyond happy, I mean, uh, as you know, well know, Tony, I got the news on my birthday. Yes, I, you did. I, I couldn't have been happier. And I couldn't have been more shocked, to be very honest with you. I, shocking at the timing. Shock, sure. Shocking at the timing, because we, just a week ago, talking about it, couldn't couldn't believe the news that we were getting Jeff Fisher for another year at the very minimum. Absolutely. So to uh, a week later, to, to have a Jim Fossil's son at the helm. And I, I mean, it, to play off of that, I think it's a, the first step in, in the right direction for oh, this, this franchise. I mean, and, you know, we learned, obviously, about the contract extension now, you know, all of that incredulity that we we had brought last week is kind of um, kaput because we know now that the contract extension was actually done over the offseason. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the first step on the road, I think, to redemption for the Rams Absolutely. is getting rid of, of, of Jeff Fisher. And maybe I would go another step further and say possibly getting rid of Les Snead oh, as well. There's because, no chance I, I mean, anyone maybe, is maybe Jeff's just the first domino to fall in this line, but I know sometimes just putting a new, a fresh face in that front office and getting a new perspective on how to draft, how to run the day, day-to-day operations of the team, that can be a breath of life for Absolutely, them. because I think Los Angeles, this team came here with a little bit of St. Louis stink still on them. And the year they put in so far has been full of St. Louis stink, but now you get to wipe that clean. I think the, the people of Los Angeles are still waiting for a team to captivate them, to put them in the seats. And what's sexier than a new head coach in Los Angeles? I texted Brian earlier that the mayor for Los Angeles is up for grabs. That's pretty 
pretty much what this guy's going to be. He's going to be the focal point of a new franchise in Los Angeles. Jeff Fisher wasn't the man to do it, obviously. And now I want to know from you, too, is with this new head coaching, there's a million ways we could go with this. What way do you see the life most benefiting this franchise? What way do you want them to go? Not maybe specifically a person per se, but where if you could build a coach right now, who would you want? Well, I think it's going to start off with a a head coach who can start from the ground up because Boris is gone. Yes. Oh, they're all going to be gone. They're all gone. They're so all you, gone. The, the, the cupboard is clear. Mm-hmm. And you look at your assets. When you when you take on a business, you look at your assets. You say, this is what we do well. This is what we do poorly. Obviously, I'm here to fix our deficiencies, but I have to maximize our 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 tools, mm-hmm. our assets. So it's got to be somebody who can come in and maximize their defense and then build the offense from the ground up. And I think having Gurley not play well this year, mm-hmm. you have to think that way. You have to you have to feel that mindset. I think it was Jeff Fisher who said last week before he got fired was it's clearly an offensive problem. It's it's clearly an offensive problem. Just another one of his I'm many excuses. His one of his many excuses for not uh, really living up to it. his expectations. And the sun was in his eyes, man. You can't get over. it. And I get that it's going to be a quick and easy answer to say whoever it's going to be. They got to they got to cultivate golf. Yes. But that's a no that's brainer. That's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. But you've got to find a way to get talent in that ro- in that locker room. Yeah. You got to work at getting de- uh, wide receivers who know what, <laughs> how to catch the ball. Yeah. I mean, you just need a little bit of everything. So that means you got to rely on getting great scouts in that fucking organization. Dangles, what do you think, buddy? Where would you want them to go? Honestly, I think they need to go after a guy who's going to run the football. I agree with everything that Brian said that they need to have somebody who's going to come in with a fresh slate, assess what the Rams do well, assess what the Rams don't do well, and I think it's pretty easy to say what the Rams do do well. What they don't do well, obviously, is play offense, but mm-hmm. they've got the blueprint for a decent offense once they get rid of, of Rob Boris and Jared Goff, who is a malleable young quarterback, and Todd Gurley, who we know has star power. Um, I mean, I'm honestly, I like a guy like Kyle Shanahan from the Atlanta Falcons like for this, Kyle because Shanahan. he's going to pound the ball on the ground. He comes from that dual-headed rushing attack of Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman in, in Atlanta, which he's had a lot of success with um, and he's young and he's 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 forward-minded I, I think they need a guy who's going to run the football because that's their biggest off that's the biggest offensive asset that we they have and we've talked about how they're probably not going to get a marquee receiver in there anytime in the near future unless they trade for one because of their lack of early round draft picks they're not gonna be able to pick a guy like Christian McCaffrey out of Stanford so you both you're both looking at offensive mindsets then you have to be I, I don't know so? how you couldn't but I think to your point also I think that's why Scouts are going to be really important because because if you don't have those early round draft picks, you yeah. don't have those home run hitters. Yeah. So you're going to have to rely on second, third, fourth round guys and moving around and drafting and trading back up and trading back down to make things happen. And I think that's why you go with the Josh McDaniels. I like Josh McDaniels. My thing is when you have a strength as in the defense, and I love defense, like I would much more have a defensive minded coach, a Mike Zimmer, a Pete Carroll, a Bill Belichick, because that's what wins you games. If you can play defense, you can beat anybody. Uh, yes, you need to find someone that can cultivate Jared Goff and work with. With Todd Gurley, but I think you can get an offensive coordinator, say like a Nor- Norv Turner, if as long as he wants to play a full season of football next year, <laughs> Norv Turner could be a hell of an offensive coordinator paired with a good defensive-minded coach. That's just an idea. I don't. We don't know who's going to be out there and who's going to be available. McDaniel's and Shanahan might say, "I'm good where I'm at right now." Do you guys have any inkling into the college sphere, thinking any college guys could come up into LA? Because it's a big market here. It's a lot bigger than your normal. You know, say if you're going to coach in Jacksonville, it means something to it, be here. It, 
if you're trying to get the next Pete Carroll, I, I think that's that's very rare. There's nobody in the college ranks right now other than Shaw from Stanford, mm-hmm. who I would say, because I'm not even going to sit here and tell you Jim Harbaugh is even on the, on the, no on the table. Not no a shot. shot. I would love him, but no shot. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. But other than that, and, and I know there's word that Peterson from Washington has a, cha- has a chance, eh. but there's really nobody right now who I can say can come into an NFL organization and run it run the business and run the team and do well do well with all the responsibilities that come so with that. Absolutely I mean, we've seen sport. that blown up in a lot of, uh, it, it a lot of coaches' faces. Up. Nick Saban yeah. comes to mind immediately. Um, I do like, I, and I don't know if he has, I don't know if he has the NFL on his mind ever, but I think a guy who has a pedigree to be an NFL coach in the college ranks is Kevin Sumlin, a coach at Texas A&M. Him, yep. He's uh, loved by his players in, in, in the locker room. He knows how to recruit guys. Um, I think that would translate well into scouting for him. No, they didn't have a great year this year, but I mean, They've had stellar years beyond the years of Johnny Manziel. Well, I, I will say before I ask you one more question before we move on, uh, my man John Gruden, who everyone always, whenever a, a coaching availability comes out there, they always say, well, maybe John Gruden will come back. I love John Gruden. I, I would, would like love it. to see him on the field. I wouldn't hate it. I just want to read you guys the quote that uh, I read about John Gruden when talking about Jared Goff coming into the draft. Uh, I think Jared Goff has everything I'm looking for in the pocket. He has great feet. He keeps his feet alive at all times. He takes punishment. He'll create new uh, launching spots. He's a very talented pocket passer. And he ends with, I would want him if I were still coaching. So we have a fan of Jared Goff in John Gruden, and wouldn't that be fun if Johnny Boy came back to coach in L.A.? He did do very well in Oakland. Um, I'd be a bigger fan. One more question before we move on. This new coach, whoever it may be, we have we have plenty of weeks to find out because there's going to be interviews on interviews. How big is how long is the leash on this new coach? You mean in terms of uh, his ability to make decisions? Are we going to be the Cleveland Browns that go through a new coach every year if they don't do well? Because you got two years before the biggest stadium in the world opens up with your team heading in there. How long is this leash? How well, long you, are we going to give this? You game? have to find us. You have to find stability before that. Watching, we'll go watching, watching the Jaguars go through three coaches in three years. It was devastating for, and, and unfortunately, the person on the receiving end of that was Blaine Gabbard, mm-hmm. a good quarterback coming out of college who never had any stability on offensive coordinator or. Head coach and just never really came out because of it. If the Rams don't get somebody in who can who, who's going to be here long term, this isn't a guy they're going to want to bring in for one year just to shore things up and then they get the guy that they really want. This has to be the coach right for away. the next several years. I want I as a fan want this coach, whomever he may be, to be the head coach of the team when they move into the Inglewood Stadium. Okay, I get that. You agree, Brad Guy? Yes, absolutely. And I also think, looking back at my experience as a Detroit Lion fan, mm-hmm. another organization that goes through coaches like mm-hmm. Toilet Paper, mm-hmm. um, a really interesting um, point to make from their experience is you, you, you got three years. Genuinely, generally, generally speaking, you've got three years yes. to make something happen. So I think that puts you at the timetable of the stadium. Yes. Um, but I think more importantly, it's going to be the GM. Whoever the uh, new GM, GM is going to be, to they've got the real task You're at talking hand. Talking about a bare cupboard. Because I don't know any organization that can go through coaches year to year to year like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Cleveland Browns and and put anything up in the long term. Well, yeah. you, you listen to the team. Listen to the two teams that you just yeah, you named: can. the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cleveland you, you Browns. And what do have it. they done? You just what can't have they do done? It. Absolutely nothing. So, so, so whoever it is, he can't be a he can't be a placeholder. But yeah. you got to believe in him, and he's got to be the guy. So I'm 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 absolutely okay if they go after a guy none of us are talking about. My last th- my last thing before we move on is that from a fan's perspective. 
I want a coach who wants to have fun. Brian, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Jim Bob Cooter out of Detroit. That no, offensive not gonna happen. coordinator. I mean, he's going to be a name in the street. You know, sure, he's he's, he might even get brought in for an interview. Not going to happen. Um, we sit here now. Jeff Fisher's been fired after a 49 to 14 throbbing at home against the Atlanta Falcons. At one point, when they were up 42 to nothing, Atlanta had scored more touchdowns in the Coliseum in one game in three quarters than LA had had in the Coliseum all season. That sounds about right. Yes. Um, so we move on now. New head coach John Fossil Fassel is stepping in. He's a special teams coordinator. He's moving on into the head coaching seat. Always fun to have a special teams guy. John Harbaugh is a special teams guy. Bill Belichick was a special teams guy. What are the guy. chances he gets the head coaching job? Uh, slim to none, but there's a reason they picked him and not Greg Williams. They said I that, thought that was very interesting. They said that about Jason Garrett, too, when True. he took over the Cowboys. Just just remember, remember that. They said True. there's no chance Jason Garrett get, gets that job, and look at him now. And what a way to prove it. On Thursday night in primetime TV against the Seattle Seahawks, who you already beat in the most boring game what of known to man in 2016, do we have a chance to beat the Seahawks that John that Jeff Fisher found a way to beat every year of his tenure? Do we have a chance to beat the Seattle Seahawks? Here's what I'll say Coming about off a terrible game against Green. Here's Bay. what I'll say about that. I think it's really important to point out that it this is not a team that doesn't have talent, okay? They beat the Seattle Seahawks for the year as you pointed out. It is imperative that Fossil Gets these guys excited about playing football again. 100%. Just get them excited. Mm -hmm. Make them go out and feel like, hey, guys, you know what? Your season's not done. You know, you all have a job to do. And more importantly, remember why you do this. Yeah, you get to play a game. Have fun. Go hit somebody. Just have fun. And if he can do that... Mm I don't see how he couldn't be in the discussion if he gets this locker room excited because that's what Kroenke wants and yes. that's what that's what Dangles wants. So I, I I think there's a chance that if he can go in there and go, guys, we got nothing to lose. We're the underdogs. Yeah, we can we can rain rain down their party. Yeah, their playoff hopes. But what right better now. than to beat a rival of Seattle? So what so better? yes yes they absolutely have a chance. So what I, what I'll say really quickly is is yeah, of course there's a chance. I agree with Brian on that, but. To push back on that a little bit, it is not a team without talent, but the new head coach situation does not erase or even even water down to the slightest bit the huge holes they have on the offensive side of the football Absolutely. in that they have an untested young quarterback, a running back who has is star caliber but is not producing, and no wide receiving threat whatsoever, not to mention an offensive line that's not doing a super job protecting this young uh, untested quarterback. Well, we so do have the best punter. We in the do league. have the best punter in the league, and yeah. we have a pretty sure-footed kicker in Greg Zerline. Uh, we only needed field goals to beat Seattle uh, in week two, so absolutely. If they could, if the defense can do as good a job as they did then of keeping them off the board, granted, we're playing against, uh, the Rams are playing against a very different Russell Wilson this yes. week than they were in yes. week two. He's much more fired up now yes. and ready to go and been playing like the Russell Wilson we know. So, before we move on to our normal recap section, uh, Brian, who do you got, Seattle or at Los Angeles? Seattle. Dangles? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Nah, I can't go with the Rams. I'm gonna, I, I, it's, it's got to be the Seahawks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is an old rule in the NFL: if your coach gets fired mid-season, you win the next week. Look it up, baby. Los Angeles Rams are beating the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night. Seattle's coming off a horrible loss. They're still injured themselves. They're gonna run into trouble against the new fun John Fossil Fassel. However you say his name, I'll learn it if if he becomes the real head coach. They're winning on Thursday, baby. I'd love for you to be right, but I think you're fucking crazy. Ram it. See you on Thursday. <laughs>
This is our little take two segment. We skipped out last week to give it a bit of a breather, but we wanted to come back and check in this week because as those of you who have been listening know, and maybe if you're just tuning in, you don't, the whole purpose of us doing this podcast is because we are all transplants from Los Angeles or who live in Los Angeles. We came from different parts of the country. We all have our own teams that we followed prior to coming here, but you know, it's not very often you move to a city and get gifted an NFL team. So we wanted to take advantage of this as football fans and try to become Rams fans. And the whole point of this podcast has been for us to sort of teach ourselves about the team, who they are, and what they're what they're bringing to our city, the city that we now call home. So I thought, guys, it'd be good for us this week to do a little bit of a check in on kind of how we're doing. Um, so let me. I'll start. I'll start with you, Brian. How, how do you feel like you've been coming along? It's, that's it's, that's encouraging. It's love and hate at this point. I think we can recap exactly how we feel. Uh, listeners can go back and 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 listen to all the uh, dissenting. Uh, feelings of Jeff Fisher and and what it means, but I think they, I think they did what all of us didn't think they had the guts to do, and that was admit they did something wrong, and that was keep Jeff Fisher. I I come from a, a place where the an organization um, has a hard time admitting they're wrong to to their fans, and it usually backfires and it blows up in their face. So um, on a scale of one to ten, I'm they've got a six right now. Mm. With, with with a chance in the next couple of weeks to prove to me that they can they can have fun they can just have fun I want to have fun <laughs> just just remember that this is supposed to be entertainment yes it is and um I they 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 were fun at the beginning of the season because you could try you can can see them trying to do something different yeah. and. And with Jared Goff now at the helm, anything's possible. There's there's possibility now. And there's even more possibility with how this team could go in a direction that could alter its fate for the next 10 years. Absolutely. So um, I'm optimistic, um, not um, blindly optimistic, but optimistic nonetheless. And so I'm giving them a chance. I'm absolutely. Still, still yeah. giving them a chance. I'm absolutely optimistic as well. As we sit here in week 15, I'm definitely not happy with the Rams and the way I've spent my season C- watching minus. these games. I'm right there with you. C-minus. Uh, the Rams, getting the Rams to me in Los Angeles has been kind of like getting a new puppy. Yep. In the beginning, it was awesome. I have a new puppy. Mm-hmm. I have a new puppy. You're showing it off to everybody. You're excited to talk about it. And then as you go through the weeks of taking care of the puppy, the puppy starts shitting everywhere. The puppy starts not remembering how to eat and how to do all this shit. It's ripping apart your couch. It's doing just stupid. Stupid, stupid shit. And you realize that you have to really try to care about this puppy. Because it's still not the first thing we talk about when we talk about the NFL. No. I know but I know. I still go to the Detroit Lions. I know I'm sure Packers. you still go to the Packers. And I don't and I know... think that's ever going to change, that, but I but do it want might. to care. It might. Yeah, it might. And don't get me wrong. When I heard this news about Jeff Fisher, if being a fan means uh, news about the team elicits an emotional response from you, I was rocking when Absolutely. I heard that Jeff I was Fisher too. fired. I was excited to talk about it with you guys. I was excited to talk about it with people in the world. I've had more conversations about the Rams this year than I've had about the Packers this year or about the Patriots this year people are at least where we're living are excited to talk about them they might not even pay attention to football but they want to know how the team in LA is doing and if that team can grab hold of that energy can grab hold of the interest in LA I think there's a real chance to be something and I'm excited to see what happens Dangles no well just really quickly because I'm not going to say a whole lot different I mean like I said I don't have fun watching Rams games on Sundays I don't look forward to watching the Rams games on Sundays because I pretty much know how things are going to go and I want to I want to love this team I want to be able to wake up on Sunday 
morning and go, yeah, we got a Rams game. It's a new it's a new era of football in Los Angeles. It's a new day of football, and it rocks in Los Angeles. Yes, it's a sir. new day of football. I think everybody's sort of looking ahead to next year now, and um, we'll see what happens. Optimism. Hopefully, optimism. Hopefully, we'll all be able to come back next year with that same sense of optimism we had this year, and maybe even more so because we don't have Jeff Fisher's ugly gas station burrito ass hanging over our heads. I will miss his excuses, though. I will, too. Those were definitely the one thing I did look forward to was his Monday press conference so I can hear whose fault besides him it was that they lost the game. But I digress. We have a lot more football to talk about. Coming up next, we're going to launch into our Week 14 recap. We'll go over the games. We'll have gravestones for you. Then we've got injury report coming up with Brian. And then we'll launch into our Week 15 picks, uh, one of my favorite parts of the Left Coasters every week. So stick around and uh, ram it. And welcome, Left Coasters, to the normal beginning of our show, and that's the Week 14 recap section. Again, I'm Tony Cavallo with Matt D'Angelo Antonio, the ballerina Brian Balzarini, and, and we are here ready to break down, with only three weeks remaining, the NFL NFL playoff picture and where it stands today. Because it's getting down to crunch time, fellas. These games are tightening up. The divisional games are coming. Only three weeks left for these teams to make one final push to the playoffs. So let's start with the AFC, jump right into it. Diggity Dangles, will you run me down the AFC playoff picture as it stands today? All right. Uh, one seed, the New England Patriots at 11 and 2. The uh-huh. two seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, 10 and 3. Awesome. Uh, the third seed is the Pittsburgh Steelers at 8 and 5. In the fourth spot, the Houston Texans somehow at 7 and 6. Unbelievable. The fifth seed, Oakland Raiders, because they're in the AFC West. Yes. Despite the fact that they are ten and three on the year, uh-huh. uh, and probably better than any of those teams that I just mentioned, uh, and then you've got the Denver Broncos rounding out uh, the sixth seed. That's those are crazy. the wild card. Those are the end of the wild card teams. Yes. They're at eight and five. The Broncos are. Uh, then you've got some contenders buzzing around the outside. The Miami Dolphins at eight and five. The Baltimore Ravens at seven and six. Uh, Dolphins being the seventh seed. Ravens being the eighth seed. Tennessee Titans uh, are your nine seed at seven and six. And then you've got the Colts and the Bills. On the out, I would say if this were March, I would say they are on the outside the bubble, yes, looking yes. into the bubble. Uh, they're both at six and seven, the Colts and the Bills. So gotcha. still hanging around, and depending on how things go for their respective conference, uh, other conferences, I think the Bills are probably done at this yes. point. But the Colts, depending on what happens with the Titans and the Texans, definitely still have a shot at a wild card in the AFC South. Absolutely, Brian. The way that looks right now, there's many surprises from us how we sat at the beginning of the season. But what do you think? How is it going to shape out? Anyone going to drop out of those six? Anyone going to jump? Uh, look at the Broncos. This is their schedule versus the Patriots at Chiefs and versus the Raiders. Wow. They're That's eight and trouble. five, man. That is intense. That's true. They have to win two of those games to make the playoffs. And I don't know who, where they take it. Because they, they play the Patriots at home this week. So Correct. that's better than being at Gillette, but still, tough game. And then Raiders and Chiefs. They play at Chiefs and then versus the Raiders. Arrowhead's tough. Raiders coming to them is probably the easiest game in the schedule, and the Raiders are ten and three. Let's say they lose all three. They're done. Eight and eight. You can't be eight, eight and eight, eight and make the playoffs. And then I think you're a looking team like Baltimore will sneak in. Titans. Think about that. The Titans have a tough game this week too. They're playing the Chiefs. They but just the, beat the Broncos surprisingly. Dangles, you called it in the pick section. Good Congratulations, work. buddy. But I did not expect that. Seven and they're currently seven and six though. Let's say they take two out of their three games. 
They Which have, they at, could very feasibly do at Jacksonville. I'm sorry, at the Chiefs, then at Jacksonville, then at home against the Texans. Yeah. You could see two teams come out of the AFC South. Oh, I'd lose my shit. If what, we get two teams be out of the AFC South. That would what be about, nuts. What about Miami with uh, Matt Moore most likely p- playing quarterback for them? Miami played a really good game this week. That's going to be interesting. Um, the rest of their the rest of their season is in conference. They have the Jets this coming week. That's uh, in uh, in East Rutherford yeah, at, Met, at MetLife. Then up. they go to Buffalo. Buffalo to play the Bills, and then they come Ooh, home. And then they come home the last week of the season, and I believe that's the Christmas Eve game. No, 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 it's not. That might be like New Year's New or something. Year's. Like that might be New Year's Day. They're the at home at MetLife with the Patriots visiting. Who might not be playing their no, starters? Playing. Miami might sneak in. And then you got the- Miami might sneak in with Matt Moore. Damn! But look at but look at the Ravens. That hinges too. on him though. That's all about yes. the quarterback play yes. for the rest Absolutely. of the season. For uh, for, for although them, that schedule is the easiest one. Jets are dead. Buffalo will be dead by week sixteen. New England might not. Ryan, play. you were just about to mention the Ravens schedule too. I think they got the at home Eagles at Steelers, and then they play at the Bengals at the final end of the season. So that's I mean. The AFC is is in a really interesting spot because I didn't know Denver if you had, had told me the schedule. if you told me the Denver Broncos were eight and five going into those last three games I would have I'm like I'm doing right now telling they're, you that things are in trouble. They're pretty much their playoffs start today. Absolutely. Technically, technically, it started last week. If we're going to see Tennessee in the playoffs, they're, they've been playing. A, they're going to be playing a month of regular season playoff games before the playoffs begin. And their room for margin is small. Yeah, their I room think there is tiny. I think uh, yeah, their room for error is tiny. But I think if there's a team out of the ones we just mentioned that's going to make a surge, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, I think it's the Tennessee Titans. They're yeah. rolling on Marcus Mariota's hot play. Their defense is playing really well. To hold the Broncos to ten points was very impressive for that uh, that oh, Tennessee absolutely. defense. Very very impressive and a feather in their cap for this season. I think if anybody's going to make a charge, it's going to be the Titans. And I would love to say that the uh, Houston Texans are going to fall off. But guys, uh, they're at home against the Jaguars <laughs> this week. And then they're at home against the Bengals. And then they're at home against the Titans. So That's they ridiculous. have a pretty easy road on the way out. Maybe they lose that final game at the Titans. I hope that they do, because uh, it'll just make me look smarter. But I figure they beat the Jaguars and the Bengals. So you're looking at a team heading into week 17 at 9-6. and six. Oh, we shall see. We shall see. Alright, let's kick it over to Brian. You're going to do the same thing for the NFC, buddy. How's the NFC looking as we stand today? All right. Well, we've got the first seed, Dallas Cowboys at 11-2. and two. No surprise there. Big surprise at the second seed. Yes. Couldn't, couldn't have told me I was going to say this at this point in the uh, season, but the Lions are in the second seed at 9-4. and four. Just suck it in for a second. Unbelievable. It's nice, oh. isn't it? It's going to be the highest they're nice. going to be this year. So good for now because 9 and 7 is looking likely. It's, um, yeah. yeah. Are the Lions a lock for the playoffs now? Like, let's say they, no. let's say they lose out because they're, they round out uh, at Giants this coming week. Wow, they're on the road twice. At the Giants and then at the Cowboys. Those are two really hard games. And then they finish out the season against Green Bay. That's a Denver uh, that, Broncos that, schedule. In, that's a Denver Broncos is, schedule. Yeah. If, they, if they drop all three of those games, they're round. Now, here's, we'll keep going here. We'll keep going here. We'll keep going here. So, nine and four. Who's so this is where things get interesting. So we've got the Seahawks. Seahawks in the third seed, so with the NFC West champion uh-huh. third seed right there. Fourth seed is the Atlanta Falcons at eight and five. Yeah, tied with. Tied with. Well, I'm sorry, Giants are. Well, fifth. they're t- but they're tied. Yes, you're right. Giants are at fi- in the fifth seed at nine and four, and then the sixth seed, sixth seed are the Buccaneers at eight and five, yeah. which is what you meant to say. And Got then the you. bubble teams are, in order, the Redskins, the Vikings. And the Packers. Yeah, 7-5-1, seven, 7-6, and, one, seven, six, seven, and then six. you've got the Cardinals, the Saints, the Panthers, and Eagles think running out, which I, I, would, I wouldn't bother talking about huh. them. But the team that currently, I don't know if I've ever seen this before, but a ninth seed Green Bay Packers at 7-6, and six, who 
This is their schedule. Oh, I know it by heart. At Bears versus a Vikings who might have Adrian Peterson at that point, and then at the Lions at nine and four. If I was a betting man, I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers pulling off the NFC North. Listen, uh, the Green Bay Packers, in order for them to make the playoffs, they need to do what they have done ever since Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers have had that team, and that's beat the North. That's it. They just have to beat their division. They've made fools of the Bears for the past 10 years. They've made fools of the Vikings. They've made fools of the Lions. They need to do it in three straight weeks, and they're in the playoffs again. And I have—this is my— system with this Green Bay team I have come back to full circle that game against Seattle I had a hard on for the whole entire game we played that's how Green Bay should look every week but how little faith you have oh I'll I'll rip my team apart I'll rip my team apart as quick as I can when I see things that are easily fixable and easily doable the team that played in the first eight weeks of the season were not the team that played against Seattle that's a different team Uh, that's a different mindset that is a different sure and look at the formations we're running I could go on for an hour you could you were called but you were calling them dead in the water because Aaron Rodgers wasn't the Aaron Rodgers every week now mind you their defense hasn't done I mean I'd say uh, up until the Seattle Seahawks game haven't done anything so it'll be a question of the of the month coming up here is whether Green Bay Packers can continue to allow their defense to 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 stop. Against Chicago and Minnesota, we'll be fine. The Detroit game is going to be the game because Detroit's going to be fighting for playoff seed as well. I think Detroit's with an in injured real Matt trouble. Stafford. Well, yeah, we'll see how injured. With no running game, with their but starting center out. Jim Bob sure. Kuda can coach an sure. offense. That'll be a fun game to watch, and we'll be together for that. But for I'm sure. not, I'm not, I don't have any faith in Chicago. So but before we keep on going to the NFC North, sure. Dangles, anything you want to say about the NFC playoff picture as it stands? As it stands right now. Um, Anybody I'm, looking like you're going to fall out or going to move forward? Well, I'd love to say that that's going to be the Giants, um, who actually smelled an awful lot like the 2011 New York Giants, the How? way that they're playing. I do not like the way this is all smells a that lot was like 2011. I need to apologize to all Giants fans out there for how I ripped them apart last week, and but I still think they're the shittiest team in the playoffs right now. Oh, I agree. They, I only, need to, uh, they only won the game because Odell Beckham turned a four-yard Eli Manning pass into a touchdown. That's the only reason they won. Eli Manning played pitifully. Pitifully, That defense played really, really well, but that offense can't do shit. Can I point something out, though? The New York Giants play the Lions this week at Eagles, at Redskins. Yeah, yeah. If they lose, let's say they lose three of those games. Let's say they lose all three of those games. Nine nine and seven? Nine and seven. Yeah. And let's say the Washington Redskins, with that tie, who play the Panthers, the Bears, and the Giants, and they win all three of those games— that's a 10, 5, and 1, but they could even lose one of those games. And they be could 9, even, 6, and 1. And then be 9, 6, and 1 and be, and and be in the play and sneak in and beat a team at 9 and 7. And the Lions, if they keep if they Sorry, lose Nichols. those three games, they're in trouble. 9 and 7 might kick them out. And they, they this is the best team they've had in years, and it might keep, kick them out at 9 and 7. They have to win at least one of those games, probably two. And, and how about one of them needs to be the Packers? And Dangles, how about them Bucks? Yeah, I mean, they're they're look, they're hanging right in here. But again, I mean, the Redskins could potentially push them out of that wild that last wild card sp- uh, spot. They're at the Cowboys. Yeah. The Buccaneers are next week, uh, and then they're at the Saints, and then they finish out the season at home against the Panthers. That's not an easy road to the end of the. Even though the Saints and the Saints and the Panthers aren't great teams, they're going to play the Bucks tough. You better believe it. That's not an easy road for the end. So I think if I'm watching anyone to sort of maybe slip out of the playoffs, it's probably Tampa Bay. Yeah. And if there's anybody who's got a shot at, at sneaking in, I would say it's the, absolutely the Washington Redskins. All right, before we move on, let us let me just say, I, I forgot to mention this last week, but Marcus Mariota and Jameis Witchin, both in year two and both sniffing the playoffs.
playoffs with respectable teams. I was about to give you a Jameis Winston uh, stat that I read today that I nearly fell out of my chair. The last nine games, Winston has thrown 15 touchdowns and four interceptions. 15 and four, that's a respectable number, especially for a year two quarterback. That's impressive as hell when your team needs you the most. Yeah. What's up, Jared? What's up, Goff? Waiting on you, buddy. See what, We'll see where we are next year with Jared at this point. Uh, hopefully he's like Jameis and Marcus. Okay, before we move on to everyone's favorite game, Gravestones, uh, we have a question here with all the year winding down. We have all these awards to be given out, one of them being Coach of the Year. And we have many candidates. And instead of discussing it, I just want to shoot to you guys, bring back our old favorite, Mary Fuck Kill. Here are five head coaches that are in contention for the Coach of the Year. Brian. Yes, we sir. have Bill Belichick of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Jack Del Rio of the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Jason Garrett of the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs. Andy. And your man, Jim Caldwell. Sleepy Jim. The mannequin Jim from Detroit Lions. Uh, Mary Fuck Kill, those contenders for Coach of the Year. I am going to kill Jim Caldwell off the bat because when you talk about the Lions and how well they've done, he gets a lot of credit, of course, but a lot of it is going to the coordinators. Mm. It's going to Terrell Austin and Jim Bob Cooter. Mm-hmm. So killing Jim Caldwell, I'm going to marry Andy Reid. I think you're right. I think the big man gets it this 20 year. Win, 20 wins out of the last 23 regular yeah. uh, regular season games. With a team with no stars you would want on your team. None. None. And then um, I'm going to fuck uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah, you have to. Best record in the league. You have to make sure he's in the Sexy. conversation. Uh, I don't know if I'd kill Jim. I don't know if I'd kill Caldwell. Detroit's a feel-good story. And well, we'll ask you the question in a second. Well, we'll yeah, Dangles, what do you got here? Marry, fuck, kill those five guys. I am going to marry Jack Del Rio to start this off because I, he won. Uh, Gambling Jack won my uh, vote for Coach of the Year in week one when he rolled the dice on two points against the Saints, and he got it. It was ballsy. It was gritty. He had absolutely no reason to do it in the first week of the season, and he did anyway. And and uh, just a lot to speak to with what he's done, what he's been able to to do with this Oakland Raiders team. Uh, I'm going to fuck Jason Garrett. I mean, I think just the way he's climbed up the ranks there. We talked earlier about how nobody thought he was going to be able to stick around in Dallas as the head coach, and then he did. And uh, I'm going to go ahead, and I think I'm also going to kill Jim Caldwell. Um, I just, I mean, he's just not... The Lions have one when they've had to by the skin of their teeth most yeah. of the time and yeah. and a win is a win is a win and a, is a win that's fine but to me that's not Jim Caldwell doing a great job of coaching that is the players stepping up and making plays and executing when they need to do it Listen, it doesn't fall on Jim Caldwell for me so that's why I'm killing him too and it always if, happens from the offense if Detroit, for the most part. if Detroit finds a way to win those last three games becomes 12 and four and wins the NFC North they they've can write that name in stone it's going to Jim Caldwell let me give you a little fun stat that out of the out of their wins uh let me let me let me let me remember the stat it is um how many wins have they had or how nine. many nine I think eight in the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter but of those teams that they played i believe six of the nine uh had losing records and then the other three two of them wins from the minnesota vikings still a win they're wins but they're but but like you say if it's go, if they're gonna if, they're, if he's gonna if win the coach of the year before. it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be the dallas cowboys the new york giants 
and a surge in Green Bay Packers. We'll see Huge. what you got, Jim. Uh, here's the thing. You guys left off the man, the myth, the legend, Bill Belichick. I don't know how he doesn't win Coach of the Year this because year. Because— it... no, 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 no. Before you go on, you miss your best quarterback for four seasons. Who else would go 3-1 and one against those opponents with their backup and their third-string quarterback? You're not getting any, any argument out of either one of us. Bill Belichick is Coach of the Year this year with what he's done with that team and without a first-round pick. All these things coming— Bill Belichick is Coach of the Year if they go 12-4. and four He's and Coach the, of the yeah, Decade. The I, I just don't think you're going to give it to him this year with all the other great coaches. Yeah, going I agree. Brady's Bader was handcuffed for four games. You won games with Jacoby games Brissett. That we, games that Jacoby Brissett. What did they play? Games did they that play? we expected them to win. Team. Miami, a potential playoff team. They beat good teams. They own those teams. And then they lost to a terrible team in the Bills with their third-string quarterback. Yes, I get nobody, all that. Nobody's, but nobody's saying he shouldn't be in this category. I'm just saying... We, we 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 can make a stronger argument for the for the for, for what they, the, these coaches have done with their pool of talent. I think just because he's won before, it don't mean he can't win again. He's I don't had think one of I don't the best think seasons of his career. I don't this think year. it has to be his. Oh, it's not. This is not. This is underachieving for Bill Belichick. I, if think anything, so? yes, absolutely. This is expected of him. I don't know if I he's say, so, no. okay. Maybe not underachieving, but this is expected of him. He's supposed to win. He's supposed to go twelve and four, eleven and five, at thirteen and three. That's what he does. But handed with. What you've been handed again? Don't judge a man by just it's the not prism the first of his time, record. It's not the first time he's been he's been in the situation. Tom Brady went down eight minutes into the 2011 and he season, went 11 and, and he Matt went Castle. eleven yes. and five with Matt Castle. Yes. Did he deserve the coach of the year that year? Yes. No, they didn't make and the playoffs. He's not going to be eleven and five this year. He's going to be better anyway. All right, well, we have to move on anyway. We need to go to Gravestones because it's the my favorite time of the week. Gravestone again. Our grave pool is ten teams deep. Uh, I won't list them off because we have a million of them, but we're just going to jump right into it. I had a tough time picking my Gravestone team this week because it's getting to a point where all these teams are still technically in the hunt. But you have to now go with faith and be like, listen, I know their team is a record right here, but I'm still thinking these guys are dead. So individually, the teams that I have that are still technically alive in our Grave Pool game, San Diego, New Orleans, Arizona, Tampa Bay, Buffalo. Those are the five teams I've killed separately. I'm adding the Minnesota Vikings to that list. Uh, I love the eye patch. I love the fact that Adrian Peterson's coming back. I hope he does great in the last two games. I just don't think they have enough to catch up with the other uh, teams that are ahead of them, like the Bucks, like the Giants, like the Redskins, all of that. Um, Vikings gave it a good go. Unbelievable, tough sequence of events for them to uh, get attacked with in the first week of the season, losing the Teddy Ball game. But it is what it is, and the Vikings are not making the playoffs this 2016 season. Right, guy? Uh, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I believe. Yeah, that adds Buffalo to our grave pool. We've all killed him now. It was uh, it was time when uh, the word came out this week that Tyrod Taylor is probably going to be gone. I wouldn't have guessed that at the beginning of the season. I think that's a sign that the uh, Buffalo Bills are, um, as they say, toast. I think it's a sign another person's gone in Buffalo. Ooh, sexy Rexy? Sexy Rexy. Yeah, I think the writing's on that wall too. Yeah, and I don't know why they're a decent enough team. I don't, I don't mind the Buffalo Bills this year, but they're definitely not making the playoffs. Goes to wonder though if you that. don't, if Rex does leave, um, and presumably other coaches, that leaves the pool very limited in terms of who, uh, what coaches out there are capable and willing and ready to take on uh, head coaching jobs. LA True. better get on it. I think LA's gonna be fine. I think LA is the destination spot for a head coach. I really do. Okay, just thought, just yeah. a thought. Sorry, Daniels. Could you uh, give me my teams one more oh, time yeah. to I let me to know? Say Brian he added... didn't even apparently need them, but I'd love to know who I've killed already. Brian added Buffalo to a list that includes Indy, Baltimore, Arizona, San Diego, and New Orleans. Dangles, you have killed individually Indy, the stalwart Giants, Baltimore, and Tampa Bay. 
I can't believe I haven't added the New Orleans Saints to this list yet. So that's going to happen. That have to happen this week. So New Orleans has been added to our. I, I was considering another team for this, but uh, given that the Saints haven't been been in there, uh, I'm going to add them. I don't think I need to say a whole lot about why they're not very good. Um, rounding five out, and eight. Right, at five and eight. They're rounding out the year at the Cardinals and then against Tampa and then in Atlanta. I think they lose uh, two out of those three, and that's just not going to be good enough. No, I don't think so either. I love you, Drew Brees, but the team is not there. And that's week 14, our recap of the NFL season. Now we're moving on to a quick injury report because some big names went down. And then we're moving to week 15 picks. And that's our show, baby. Ram it. All right, Coasters injury report this week. We've got some big names, quarterbacks on the list this week. Uh, Starting with Ryan Tannehill, Miami, sprained left knee. A sprain is a tear. I just learned this. Yeah, explain this to me. So a sprain is a tear. Um... When you're talking about a knee. So when you're talking about ligaments, the fact is that any tearing of a ligament is a sprain. So any small tear. So from the very minor, grade one, to the very severe, grade three. Um, the word that uh, most people misuse is tear um, when they actually mean rupture. A so rupture when, is so a complete So when you fully detachment. rip it apart. It is a rupture. And that's what people call a tear. And that's what people mis- misuse tear And that's for. like the year-long rehab section. He, yes. And he has a grade two sprain of his ACL. Ugh. And then a grade two sprain of his MCL. That's still not good. Yeah. So it's good. um. So it's Matt Moore bust for Miami. Which apparently Matt Moore is currently, from all accounts, one of the best backups in the league. So he's supposed to be. He's who knows? Supposed to be, and he's been with Miami for a long, long time. We'll see what happens. All right, moving on. Next, we got Matt Stafford, my Detroit Lions. He's got a strained right middle finger. I've never heard about a finger talked about more. Yeah. In in the NFL. Uh, we had a debate off air to start this uh, conversation. Strain right middle finger. You also tore tendons in that finger. Uh, stretched the ligaments, the tendons, and the skin itself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, here's the thing. When you're throwing a football, you can throw a football a million ways, but when you're throwing a spiral with the laces on your hand, I think the power comes from your middle finger. It's at the top of the laces, and that is the most important finger on that hand. So if there's any damage to that finger, even if you jam it, you're going to have trouble, A, controlling, and B, getting it out there. And Matthew's a gunslinger. He needs that middle finger. Oh, I mean, it couldn't have happened to a worse Worse, um, or couldn't have happened to a more important player. Yes, oh, to yes. one single team could be the MVP. It could be the MVP, but the the quintessential like, I don't even know how to say it. But he's the everything for the Detroit Lions, yes. and if he doesn't play, the, their their hopes of anything are gone. So and he's definitely going to play. There's no chance he's sitting. The question is, is how good can he play? Because Derek Carr has been affected by his pinky. This middle finger means more. And the problem that I'm having with it too is this is not a problem. This is not a problem that goes away in a couple of weeks. Correct. So if they do get in the playoffs somehow, some way, it's it's still going to be a problem, and it's going to require offseason surgery. And three of the most important teams, important games in their schedule, are right in, right in front of them. And but all accounts, I have a friend who's the beat writer, who um, beat reporter uh, online, and says that everything's everything's okay. We'll Every, see. Everybody's okay. I hope he's okay. I'd love to see him. Yeah, I hope so too. Next is the uh, other gentleman in the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers. He has a strained right calf. Always. Always has a lower leg injury. It didn't Hamstring, stop him. Calf, ankle, always. No, it didn't stop him, but it did uh, inhibit him from doing the normal Russell Wilson where you extend the play and run out of the pocket. We just beat up a really good Seattle defense. They we didn't they didn't know it was coming. We did so we did anything we wanted to them. But I find that it's going to be tough to beat a team that we need to score points on and play a shootout with. Like if we play in Atlanta in the playoffs, or if we play your Lions in Week 17. Aaron's going to need to be fully mobile. And, and mobility is a necessity currently with that with that team. Yes, absolutely. And and, and important for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, last, we have Aaron, uh, good news 
positive news in the NFC North, that is. Adrian Peterson, Minnesota Vikings, his post-surgical right knee, he seems to be on the mend and potentially back in the huddle maybe this week, but... They're talking maybe at the very week at the very week latest 16. week 16. Just in time for your fantasy Me team too, that baby. is in a consolation too, game. No, my team my team made it to the actual championship. Well, nobody cares about your team. Tony. My team is in the playoffs. I drafted Adrian Peterson first and foremost, and he got hurt week two. Kept him the whole time for this reason alone. Yeah, I'm now going to be in the playoffs. That's why they put an injury reserve spot on the roster. I'm for now going to be in the playoffs, and I get AP back against the Packers, who he kills. Every year, I'm excited. And he's currently only he's owned in 45 percent of Yahoo leagues. Oh, go pick him up. Pick him up, guys. If you're in the playoffs, go pick him up. All right. So that is the Week 15 injury report. All right. Let's go to picks. Pick him up. Let's go. Let's see what we got here, guys. Ram it. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are for our Week 15 picks again, and we have the Left Coasters podcast. Tony Cavallo, Matt D'Angelo, Antonio, Brian, the ballerina, Balzarini. I'm really liking that nickname. It helps me out with you a lot. Uh, last week, we did our picks, and I fell behind. Uh, Brian had the best week, 11-5. and five. Dangles went 10-6. and six. I went 9-7. and seven. Not too good. Uh, for the season, Dangles is in third place. 104 wins. Congrats, Dangles. You hit the century, century mark. 100, 104 wins and 85 losses. I am 116 wins, 73 losses. Brian, six-game lead, 122-67. and 67. Take me to Vegas, man. 122-67. and 67. Seriously, take him to Vegas. You have a six-game lead on me, an 18-game lead on Dangles. Dangles, there's still a chance, buddy. Holding out hope. Three weeks remain, 48 more games to pick. Let's do 16 right now. All right, here we go. Starting with the Dolphins at the Jets. Oh, I should say we've already done Thursday. That was the Rams game. I took Rams. You guys took Seattle. Sorry, keep going. Yep, yep. Uh, so we got the Dolphins at the Jets, and this is a Saturday game. December uh, we're at that point in the season with the Saturday games. College football I, I no more. Forgot for the they did this. I honestly forgot that we have Saturday games. Yeah, it did way towards the end of the season. Uh, I'll start by picking the Miami Dolphins to win this. Even with Matt Moore at quarterback, I think I think they're just a better team than the New York Jets, and especially too. without especially without Matt Forte. If he's going to be out, I don't know that he is, but he is supposed to be hurt. That just hurts them even more. I'm picking Miami to win this. Yeah, I think the Jets have given up on their season. Even with Matt Moore, I think Miami wins. Miami. Okay. Next. Okay, here we go. Sunday. We're on the normal Sunday, day. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday. Ne- oh, we have the Packers at the Bears. Pack. 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 I think uh, Barkley's good, though, but Pack. I think they should be excited about that. Yes. He's gotten better progressively every single week. I think maybe, I mean, I don't know, you know, what they're going to do in the offseason, but uh, I think one thing can be said for the Bears and that the answer to their problems is not Jay Cutler. They need to go somewhere else. Also, you know, he's back from suspension. A man who's not going to drop the ball when it's thrown to him in crunch time. Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Mm. So... If I mean, I've been. I would love to see the Bears beat the Green Bay Packers. It's just not going to happen. I actually made this Green Bay pick too fast. I've been doing a thing where I've picked the opposite of the Packers every week since they lost since they lost against Indy, Mm. and they've won. Like I thought we were going to beat Seattle last week. I purposely picked Seattle because I was reverse jinxing my team. Oh boy! But I've I've done it here. Fuck Chicago. Okay, keep going. All right. uh, Next, we got the Browns at the Bills. Another. Winner. Oh wow, that's yeah, that is boring. Uh, Bills. Yeah, I've fallen behind in these standings because I pick the Browns more often than a man should. I'm picking the Bills. All right, Bills all around. Can we just resign ourselves to the fact that the Browns are going to go 0 and 16 this year? 
I don't know. They about have. That. They have. Uh, do I they, take them week to week. To I be mean, very honest. Like, yeah, I, don't know. I, I mean, honestly, this Buffalo team has also given up on the season. Talks about Tyrod leaving. Talks about Rex leaving. If they lose to the Browns, it would I just mean, fit that personality. I would actually have said if I didn't think they were that bad, I, I would say there's a really good chance they could win this week. You want to take them? No. Come on. I've got a record to hold up, man. <laughs> I don't know about you. No, I agree with you, I agree with you. I don't know what the consolation is, but at, I want to take the at this take point the in the season. You have to be picking with your head, not with your not with, you, with what you'd like to see happen. With your Bob Griffin, yeah, Bob Griffin. All right, next we get the Eagles at the Ravens. This ought to be interesting. I don't think so. I don't think the Eagles are. I think the Eagles are a decent team. They're like a good middling team. Ravens are good. People are writing are Carson good. Wentz off, by the way. I don't think so. I think he's a rookie going no, through. No, I'm not saying mistakes. write him off completely, but people yeah. are putting him in the bottom like third, like bottom like 25, 26 of the of the no, starting quarterback. No, I think he's middling. I think that's crazy. This game, this game, no receivers. I think that's crazy. This game is in Baltimore, correct? Correct. Ravens. Yeah. Yes, me too. Ravens all around. Titans at Chiefs. Ooh, man, if the Titans can pull this off. Hey, they beat the Broncos last week. It's not outside no, of their not. realm of possibility at that all. That defense played great. I they don't did. know, man. Andy Reid at home. Well, but there is always the, there is always the possibility that the Chiefs' offense lays a complete and total egg. Correct. There's always that possibility because Alex Smith is not consistent. Their run game is not consistent, not and their really wide receivers are not healthy. Right no, they're not. But I mean, it works for some. It's gonna. It's, it's gonna not be always gonna work. To ten game. Sure, I, I I see that, but I don't know if Marcus Mariota goes running all over. Um, Kansas City. Uh, well, that's going to be the that's going to be the key to the game is how mobile Marcus Mariota is allowed to be Watch and how hurt how game. much how no, much time terrible. he spends. I mean, running I'm not around. I'm not doing that to say that, yeah. but I'm saying because of his running ability and the way they hit on that team with Houston and oh, Barry. So good. Oh man! So right, I'm going with Kansas City. I'm going to go with Kansas City as well. Uh, I'm actually going to go and try and pick the upset here because I got buddy. nothing to lose. Job, Eighteen games so, behind, why not? Uh, and I've been not? I've been pu- pushing for the Titans the last couple weeks, so I'm going to pick Tennessee to upset the Chiefs. I will not be upset to be wrong about that. Next, we have the Steelers at the Bengals. Steelers, fuck the Bengals. Yeah, Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't Bengals. see a path to, for the Bengals to win Steelers that game. Steelers all the way. Uh, Lions at the Giants. I want to point out a couple. At my birthday party, you said the Giants were going to win. Was that you? I think so. Yeah, you did it say might that. Have been Are that. you still going to hold on to uh, it? I. You drunkenly while bowling said the no, Giants were going to beat his thing. team. I, although I was driven there by my wonderful girlfriend who does who chooses who chooses not to drink, I had not a single I had not a single drink that night at Brian's birthday party uh, when we Why when not? we went bowling uh, three lanes down from Kevin Hart by the way, yeah, which was hilarious. Um, Lions and Giants. Are you Lions sticking with the Lions. Gi- with the Lions. Oh, or are you backing Lions and Giants. This is tough. No, I'm going to go with the Lions in this one. I picked. Okay. A, I keep picking against the Lions and they keep screwing me. They're hot right now. Matt Stafford is hot right now. He's going to play through that injury. He's Matt Stafford. Stafford. Lions win. Lions. I wow. think the Giants suck, dude. Yeah, it's going to look really bad, but I'm going with the Giants. You're going with New York? Well, and here's why. The Lions are not only hurt at the quarterback position, but they're really not doing well on uh, the offensive line. The running back, um, the, excuse me, the offensive backfield, they don't have any running backs right now. Theoretics out, Washington's out, and, and Amir Abdullah's still out. They and 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 uh, not Zach's, having a running game hasn't stopped them in the past. If you if you watch that Dallas, they've always New, had one listen, person. If you if you were new to football and you watched that Dallas New York Giants game, you would have thought Eli Manning was a rookie. He was playing pitifully. The Giants are not good. Detroit's going to beat them. Detroit is a solid football team. Yeah, if you had told me that he was a two-time Super Bowl winner after watching that Dallas game, but I would have laughed. Did in anybody your face. watch that Chicago game? They they were not playing well. The Detroit Lions. I, I agree with you. 
Okay. Oh, okay. So, but I get the, the the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but this is not the time to have all these injuries. Mm-hmm. And they got DeAndre Levy back, but Matt Barkley, I, I rewatched his highlights today to, just to make sure I knew what I was seeing when I made this pick. He carved them. Yeah. He carved them. So I don't think Eli's good. I don't think he's good, but he's good enough to carve up the Lions if they have the right game plan. So uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Going against this team. Well, I still think it's. I still think it's going to come down to that Week 16 against the Green Bay Packers. Um, Next, we have the Colts at the Vikings. This is actually an interesting game. It's about teams that Equal. lose or go home yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, the Indianapolis Colts this year, I think, have shown me that when Andrew Luck plays well, they're very good. And when Andrew Luck doesn't play well, they're very, very bad. Uh, this is a defense that could give him fits. They are missing Trey Waynes, who's one of their best cornerbacks. I don't think that that's going to hamper them too much. I'm going to pick Minnesota to win this game. Uh, I'm going with Indy just because I think the offense will score more points than Sam Bradford can, but I could easily be wrong. Easily be wrong. I don't feel confident about either one of these. Yeah. No, I I didn't feel great picking Minnesota. I'm going to go with Minnesota because they're at home, and I think Minnesota is going to make this interesting because I think Minnesota is still fighting. They're seven yeah, and six. They fighting. still that have patch, man. They still have a chance. You it's, can't not see that coach who just had eye surgery coming into coach you practice and not be like, "Well, I gotta fuck this like bum ankle I have. I'm going out there, man. My coach is coaching an eye patch. He wants to win. Yes, he fires your team win. up for sure. All right, so I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, then we have the last morning game: uh, the Jaguars at the Texans. Houston. Houston. Houston all the way. Sorry, Jacksonville. Did you know I sent you this step, but I need to tell it to the left coasters. If Bill Belichick went this 0 and 16, this is crazy. If Bill Belichick went 0 and 16 for six straight years, he would have caught up to the winning percentage of Jeff Fisher. But if Bill Belichick went 0 and 16 for 41 years, 41 straight seasons of 0 and 16, he would then have the winning percentage of Gus Bradley, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's getting fired, and he's losing to Houston. We all pick Houston. Oh, and by the way, that uh, that number 41 seasons at Oh, and 16, that would be 656 losses. Oh, just just for some perspective on how bad you would have to be. And how good that, Bill Belichick is. And about how good Belichick is. 656 losses if he went 0 and 16 for 41 straight years. Jesus. All right, here we go. The uh, afternoon games. Saints at Cardinals. Oh, that'll be a fun game. I don't a lot know. Of, a lot of points. Anything. A lot yeah. of points. I think this uh, is in Arizona, so keep correct. that. Just keep that in mind. I'm going to pick Arizona to win this game. I think they're ripe for a win, and the the New Orleans defense is terrible. Did you hear they 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 dropped Michael Floyd? I yeah, did after did. a That's DUI. Sad. I'm going with New Orleans. I'm going with New Orleans as well. I trust Drew, Drew Brees. Next, we have the 49ers at the Falcons. Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. You had to think about that. No, I wanted okay. to see. Yeah, you, you guys had the little like pregnant pause there, as though you were actually considering picking San Francisco to win no, this game. No shot. Uh, and next we have the late afternoon games, uh, Raiders at Chargers. This is a good one because it's in San Diego. It's very, very easily a game that the Raiders could lose. It's a home game for Oakland, yeah, too. They're down it, the block. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I, think, I think Oakland wins. Finger still hurts. I think, yeah, Oakland, I think, I think Oakland, wins. Oakland wins, too. I go with Oakland as well. I mean, this, uh, what's his face? Phillip Rivers is not having a good season, even by his standards. He's Do you think he's back next year? With the, Ra- with, the, with, the, with the Chargers? I, I think he plays, just like having kids, I think he plays till it doesn't work anymore. Okay, just curious. Then we have the Patriots at the Broncos. This, this is, is in Den- This is in no, Den- no, 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 no. This, this is still afternoon. This is the, this this is the late afternoon. Oh, game. At still. Mile High. 
Oh, this is gonna in be fun. Denver. I still think New England wins this one. They're just a better overall team than the too. Denver Broncos. I, I, I are. think Trevor Simeon is kind of falling off the map a little it, bit. He here. absolutely has. It's just it's just plain and simple. They have no running game Zero whatsoever. Running game. Um, and Trevor Simeon is not has not been playing up to the level that maybe we thought he would earlier in the season. I think New England is overall a better team. I, I would, you know, they're gonna obviously they had some special teams issues last week yeah. to the point where they even had in during the second quarter two men back to receive yes. the punt uh, uh, with uh, Patrick Chung and um, uh, the Cyrus. kid who dropped everything, Cyrus Jones. Cyrus. Um, so if they can shore up those those issues and get the whatever he had, he must have the yips or something because he just keeps dropping everything. If they can get this kid's head in, in the game, yeah, the New England's a better team. Yeah, I think I'm going with New England as well. I thought Baltimore would beat New England last week. Yeah, and you, you were pretty confident about that. New England let them back into the game, though. Like, New England should have beat Baltimore that week. Totally right? It was special teams. On the sidelines yes, it was special team. They scored two touchdowns in, what, 14 seconds? They, they let them back into the game. If they do that in Denver, they're going to have a lot more trouble beating that Denver team. But I think New England wins. I Don't under, ever underestimate Tom Brady's presence on the sidelines. Oh. MVP. That guy, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him stop giving a shit. Yeah. Ever. He's awesome. He's awesome. Love him. Yell it, screaming. Why he is the goat, baby. Love him to death. Screaming with the towel. Love it. Uh, now we're getting into the night game. This, this is, is the game. Sunday night game. game. I'm excited about this one. The Buccaneers at the Cowboys. I don't think there's a chance in hell the Cowboys lose this game because of how angry Not they're going to be, but it's going to be an awesome game to watch. What if? What if is, oh, yeah. What well, if? Well, we said huge. this last week about, you know, the Giants. Uh, next and final game, the Monday night, December 19th game at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. 5.30 for our Pacific Coast watchers. The Panthers at the Redskins. Thank you for diving into that game yeah, that, that the Redskins yeah. should run away with. Yeah, they should. Uh, I'm going to go. That's about all I can yeah, Especially if this is at FedEx Field, I'm definitely going with Washington. Washington. Although, speaking of a team that has the yips, I think Washington has a case of the yips. They're a team to me that can like just in a second, blink of an eye, lose it all and just be fucking ape shit out there in the field. I hope, because then that's one more reason why the NFC North could get two teams in that in the playoffs. Brian, we differ on three games, buddy. That's good for a six-game lead. I could cut it in half if I get them which, all right. Which games? Uh, L.A., Seattle. I took the lovely Rams. Uh, Detroit, Giants. You did not take your own team. Yep. And then Indy, Minnesota, which I'm not feeling good about. Okay. Well, that's the uh, schedule, and we're one more week in the books here, guys. Yeah, that's uh, that's our that's our week 15 pod, guys. Again, Jeff Fisher is no longer the head coach of the football team. We will be diving into interviews and new head coaches and all that stuff as the weeks go on. It's about to be playoff time in the NFL. We will be with you every week of the playoffs all the way into the Super Bowl. I'm excited to see what happens, even though L.A. will not be a part of it. We will be here recording the podcast and excited to talk about it. Uh, that's it, guys. Always, you can email us at theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram and Facebook under the same name. My name is Tony Cavallo, Matt D'Angelo Antonio in the booth, Brian the Ballerina Balzarini next to me. We are the Left Coasters Podcast. And again, finally, Ram Ram it. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.